Welcome to your favorite podcast, Cosmic Queen. Get ready to discover soulful selling and marketing strategies. Learn how to stop overthinking everything by reprogramming your subconscious mind. And finally, level up your business, your income, and your success. Yes, girl, it is all happening right now. So grab your earbuds, light up your manifestation candle. It is time to hack the quantum field, create success that defies logic, and let out your inner alpha. Let's go ahead and get started. Today, we're going to be talking about embracing fear and making a change because it is the number one thing that makes people end up in coaching of some kind. There is some kind of change that they are dying to make and they are resisting it for one reason or another. So whether it's a life change or a health change or a business change, in my case, something needs to go, something needs to change, and your brain is super, super digging its heels in resisting this change. So some of my clients will joke and they say that I call in the messy pivot queens and that's fine with me because everything in life is a pivot if you choose to look at it that way or it's an expansion into more of who you are. And the less that you can look at it as a pivot or a change or 180 or whatever else you want to be calling it. And the more that you can just come to terms with the fact that as you grow, as you expand, things are going to change and that's okay. And it's also scary. The more of the latter you're going to be doing. The more expansion on a soul level, the more expansion on an income level, the more expansion into who you really and truly are. So when people come to me because their business stopped feeling good, because their message feels off, all of these things, the only thing you're being called to do is expand into more of who you are. I start by asking my clients, what is it that you want to say that you're not saying? And nine times out of 10, the answer just comes blurting out of their mouth. And it's usually something so small and so insignificant, but the level of self-censorship that we have is so huge for absolutely no good reason. We have been taught our whole lives that people are going to be upset with us, that people expect us to look a certain way or act a certain way or behave a certain way or believe certain things. And most of the time, it's not true. Most of the times, the person who's expecting us to be someone other than who we really are is us. Because we're so scared of changing. We're so happy to fit ourselves into little boxes because we've been taught that that's what's valued, that that's what people want. And it's just not the case. So when things start to feel small, when they start to feel restrictive, that's your warning sign that it's time to change. And the more that you can listen to it, when that trigger first comes up, when you want to say something different that maybe you've never said before, when you want to do something different that maybe you've never done, when you can give yourself permission to act on that, to change that 1%, the less you are going to have the huge, giant, 180, imploding my life kind of changes down the line. Because we really, really want to avoid those. So... If we're only changing 1%, if all it takes is saying one thing in a post, why do we resist it? Why do we scare ourselves into not taking that action, into not having that change? It's because of how our brain works. So maybe you've realized that you need to make a change and it feels amazing and incredible and super, super exciting. 
and then paralysis hits. And suddenly you are talking yourself into not making that change. You're telling yourself that things are actually absolutely perfect the way that they are. And why did you ever think you were unhappy? Because that's another thing, right? Oh, no, no. Oh, I needed to change that one thing. No, never mind. No, now I'm so happy with where I am. And sometimes that's true. Sometimes you just have to give yourself the permission to make the change and realize that you don't need to make it or that you don't want to make it. But most of the time, it's your brain trying to convince you to backtrack, to tell you your brain has realized, oh, we're going somewhere and we don't want to go there because it's going to be really scary and maybe unsafe. And so your brain is convincing you that where you are, this little nest that you've built is actually amazing and perfect. And and what? Why do you think you have to change? And so you second guess yourself. You wonder, well, am I just crazy? And you're not. You're really not. I promise you. So if you're in this stage where you're starting to feel like you need to make a change and the fear is super overwhelming, my best advice, allow yourself to sit in that discomfort. Allow yourself to experience how uncomfortable it feels. Allow yourself to sit in that uncertainty of not knowing what's next. However long that takes, sometimes just sitting in that space for like five minutes is enough. Sometimes it's a week. Sometimes it's two weeks. Sometimes it can be a month or two months, three months. Allow yourself to sit there. Don't allow yourself to wallow in there, but allow yourself to be a little bit uncomfortable. And then allow yourself to show up 1% more, to make 1% of the change that you want to make, to not expect like it's going to look different overnight and to realize that it doesn't have to, but to give yourself that courage to shift things a little bit every single day. Comfort your brain, comfort your fear. Let yourself know that, yeah, you don't know what it's going to look like on the other side of that, but that's okay. And literally just like tell yourself that. That's what I tell myself. When I'm going through a phase where things are kind of shifting for me, my message is maybe changing, I want my programs to change, or something is looking a little bit different, I'm being called to show up as a different level of myself. I've gone through this so many times in my life. In the past, when I changed, when I left law, when I started my business, all of those changes were huge. I used to be super self-destructive when it came to change. Oh, never mind. I abandoned it. Total 180. Let's burn it all down. And now I don't because now I realize what was actually going on, right? And it's actually fear. It's actually discomfort. I realize that I am someone who is so profoundly uncomfortable with being uncomfortable and that that's okay that I love myself anyway. I'm not a beautiful, graceful changer. I'm a messy, messy, resistant person. I have a brain that loves to keep me alive and I love my brain for that. And that is totally okay. So when it comes to that, just allow yourself to sit in that discomfort a little bit and give yourself permission to just make gradual changes. That it doesn't have to be perfect, that it doesn't have to be huge. That you can take 1% action, that we don't have to be perfectionists about it. And just acknowledge to yourself that your little reptile brain is playing tricks on you. I've experienced this so many times in my life and we make a million excuses for why change is impossible. And it's happened to me recently, even, you know, as I made the pivot from stationary to coaching, it came up and it was so uncomfortable. And I lived in that space of discomfort for months and months and months until I finally started making, started taking action to do the things that I wanted and make the changes that I wanted. When I was in coaching and I wanted to start doing rapid transformational therapy, 
and using hypnotherapy in my business, I was resistant. I was worried, what would people think? Were they going to think that it was weird? When I had my own spiritual awakening and I brought that into my business coaching, I worried. I worried about what my programs would look like after this, what they were supposed to look like. I worried because it didn't feel right to be full on spiritual coaching and it didn't feel right to be full on business coaching that I needed to do a little mix of the two. And I didn't know what that was going to look like, what it was going to look like specifically for me. And every single step of the way, I've gone through some level of change and some level of grieving, grieving the business that I had before then, grieving what was good enough a month ago. And embracing the fact that if it doesn't feel right, then I'm allowed to feel that and that I'm allowed to change. And the more you give yourself permission to change, the better. And so now on the other side of that, what do you do when you don't know what that change is going to look like? How do you get there when you don't know the how, when you can't see the how? And I see it all the time. People come to me and they say, well, this is what I want, but I don't know how. I don't know how to get there. And that how is a journey. You're not going to have the perfect answers. And in fact, when you try to come up with the perfect answers, when you try to control that outcome and you try to control the path, you end up stifling yourself because automatically you build something that fits in with your own human limitations. You build something that is so much smaller than it would be if you allowed yourself to embrace expansiveness and allowed yourself to really see where things are going and what's actually possible for you. You're saying, okay, I want to control it. I want it to feel safe. So I want it to feel small. So when you try to plan out the how, when you try to figure out, you know, what this business pivot is going to look like exactly, how you're going to get your business from zero to 10K, how you're going to get your business from 50K to 100K, how you're going to do this, how, 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 you lose yourself in those details. You overwhelm your brain and your brain can only ever arrive At the answer, when you ask your brain, how is this going to happen? The only answer that your brain can ever give you is, I don't know. So you are training your brain to be disempowered. You are training your brain to reveal to you that it doesn't actually have any answers. And that's really scary. That's why people end up in this scary, resistant place. So we don't want that. We don't want that. Because what happens is that you end up feeling so ashamed. You end up feeling like you don't know. You end up feeling that huge sense of imposter syndrome. I don't have answers. I don't have clarity. And we get into a lot of emotional stuff that we don't need to be drudging up. So when you are struggling with kind of figuring out the how, my first piece of advice is to flip that. It doesn't need to be how. Because almost any single question that you ask as a how that leads you to this disempowering answer of I don't know can also be asked as a what, as a when, as a why. And when you ask those W questions, your brain can actually give you the answers that are going to serve you and help you get where it is that you're going. So when you ask your brain, how can I grow my business to seven figures? How can I grow my business to six figures? Your brain's going to tell you that it doesn't know. But if you ask your brain, what can I do to create a seven-figure business? What can I do to create a six-figure business? What programs are going to allow me to create that kind of income? What clients do I need to be working with to have the joy that I need in order to take my business to that next level? When you can ask those what questions, when you can ask, when should I be launching my programs in order to stack that income? When should I be 
promoting this in order to get the best results? When should I be posting? When should I blah, blah, blah? Where should I be posting? Where should I be showing up? When you can ask all these W questions, you're going to start giving your brain really, really constructive and tangible stuff to work with. And it's going to become really easy to create a plan from that place. Remembering, of course, that we cannot perfectly plan, that the best plans are the ones that help you tackle what's coming up in the present and in the short term. I see a lot of people that jump into planning and processes, and I want to create a process for that and a system for this. And I always ask, well, what's the problem that you're trying to solve? Ideally, your plans are there to solve a problem, to work around something, to create some kind of a result. So start there. What's the result that you're looking for? And then create a plan, create a process that's going to help with that. It's not about creating a perfect plan just for the heck of it. It's about creating a perfect plan that's going to help you solve a problem that you have or an obstacle or a hurdle. So when you focus on, okay, what's the objective and what am I trying to do? And then plan around that. You're going to come up with a plan that actually works and that actually serves you. Not a plan just for the sake of having a plan. Planning is so much less about the plan and it's about the mental stuff that goes into the plan, figuring out how things work together, how things flow That's the purpose of your planning. So sometimes, even if you're someone who doesn't stick to plans, I encourage you to actually go through the planning process because what it's going to do is show you those loopholes, show you what you need to overcome, show you what the gaps are. And that's what ultimately ends up serving you from the planning process. Less so the actual plan. You can take that or leave it and those plans always change. But it's a thought process that goes into that. And finally, when you are in this space of how disentangle from this idea that there's any kind of right answer, that you are supposed to land in any kind of place, because it's just not true. Life is actually just a journey, not a destination. And I think that there's so much conditioning that we have about this, this idea that we've been endowed with a gift, that everybody has a gift, and that it's our duty to uncover that gift. There's so much pressure that we put on ourselves unnecessarily. And so feeling like you haven't found that gift, it's really, really, really difficult to deal with because it feels like a betrayal of yourself. It feels like a betrayal from some higher power that was supposed to bestow a gift upon you and you haven't found it. It feels like a betrayal of you to a higher power. Who am I to betray this? It feels so heavy. It feels like you're letting people down. You feel like you're letting yourself down. There's so many feelings that come into it that do not need to be there. And then, of course, we always land on, what if I'm wrong? What if I have no gift? What if I'm actually not here to do all the things that I think I'm supposed to do? What if I'm actually not supposed to be doing any of these things and I'm actually doing this all wrong? And you feel like maybe you're that one person that wasn't given this gift at the baby factory. Like every baby was like slapped with some, you know, you're going to be great at the piano. You're going to be an amazing singer. You're a natural caretaker. This person's going to be an athlete. Oh, and Gabby, hmm, I can't think of anything. So she'll just be talentless. I always felt like that for so long. I felt like I didn't have this like bigger gift, right? And the truth is, that there were so many layers to it, that I didn't have this big gift, but I had been given this gift of being myself. And so once I stopped feeling stifled by these ideas of gifts and potential and whatnot, and realized that I was ruining my own life by holding on to them so tight, then I realized that it was okay just to be me. 
that it was okay to be both ordinary and extraordinary. And that's the duality that we have to embrace. And so when we're getting to this place, when we're journeying through the how, it's important to keep that in mind, to keep in mind that we are ordinary and we are extraordinary, that we are human and we are divine. And that it's always a song and dance of us giving our best effort, of us planning and us working with the tangibles and also being able to let go and trust and relinquish control a little bit and let things work out the way that they're supposed to work out and that it's impossible to plan for that, that there's no way for us to do that and that when we try to, we're doing a huge disservice to ourselves and to our potential at the end of the day, that the best magic unfolds when we allow it to versus when we try to push it that what we can push is always going to be smaller than what's actually possible for us. So when you're in that stage, my best advice, don't get lost in the details. Allow yourself to come in from the outside in. It's so counterintuitive because we're taught that the how is figured out by figuring out the small little steps. And sometimes that's true and sometimes it's not. And it's really understanding that problem-solving aspect. And sometimes... When the problem is so big, when it's something like, I don't know what to do, then you've just got to start on the macro level. You've got to start testing, testing big things. So I see people in such a rush, you know, when they start a business or pivot their business or whatever, to want to niche down, to want to start really, really small, to think that that's where the answers lie and that what they're really seeking is control and predictability. But when you allow yourself the expansiveness of starting from the outside in, of saying, well, this is what I want to do and I'm going to do that on the big level and I'm going to let the details work out for themselves. I'm going to take this big step. I'm just going to start coaching, period. I'm just going to start business coaching. I might know that I don't have the perfect program right now, but that's okay. And when you can allow yourself to start a little bit broad and then work in, it's going to allow you to find alignment in the way that it's going to work specifically for you versus starting off with someone else's perfect picture of a business, you're going to allow yourself to find yours. So it feels a little bit messier. It can feel a little bit counterintuitive at the beginning, but in the long run, it's going to really, really help you create something that's so sustainable, that feels so joyful every single day. And it's going to train your brain to think differently It's going to train your brain to automatically give yourself permission to pivot because you've already set that big, big, expansive space for yourself. So instead of always feeling like you're coming up against a ceiling or coming up against a bound, you're going to know that you're actually pretty boundless because you gave yourself that permission from the beginning. So you're not going to deal with up levels as much and you're not going to deal with that crisis as much. And even though it feels messier and it might feel harder, in the long run, it's going to give you something much more sustainable and much more beautiful. If you loved this episode, I guarantee you are going to love hanging out with me. So come over to my Facebook group, Ready for More, Change Your Thoughts, Transform Your Life, and let's keep this party going 